do we need to talk about time.is maybe mining Bitcoin? Is it? <laughs> I, saw, I saw something to that effect. <laughs> do, do we need to find an alternative? <laughs> that's, that's what people were saying. Like, do we as a community need to find another synchronization tool? Oh, God. Because they're mining Bitcoins now. The diabetes advertisements weren't enough. No. Yeah. Um, and Liberty Mutual. Oh, God. I don't like Liberty Mutual. <laughs> I don't like their ads. They are getting ads through an ad blocker somehow. Yeah. On time dot is. Well, now I'm getting Pottery Barn, so I don't know if they know who I am. They they don't know anything, really. <laughs> they know They know a lot of things, and very little of it is right. Or useful. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, okay. <clears throat> okay, get it, get it, shake yep. it. Yep. Loose. Mm-hmm. Ready. Feeling it? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Happily ever after. Welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I'm your storyteller, Tyler. What? Yeah, it's time for another Final Fantasy. We're not done yet. They've made they've made a bunch of these of these Final Fantasy boys, huh? Mm-hmm. They have. And we've like, got another one. Like, really, like, really a lot of them. You know what? You know what, Tyler? What? What are you going to do in your chair that you're tied to? Not tied to anymore. Thank you very much, intern Freybug, who I Wait, taught to, to bring me a file. And I have been slowly uh, filing away at my bonds. And Wait. in just a moment, I think you'll hear a little uh, little quiet murk. What is, what is Cricket doing in here? Yeah. No! Yeah. This is the excess rope. I got I got a lot of time with the interns. We did some uh, combat training. No! Uh, I'm done. I'm fucking finished with Final Fantasy, and you got the Kingdom Hearts in there, and I've been planning revenge since that day. It took a while because the interns are very distractible, and I didn't have a lot of access to treats, but they are trainable. Now you're tied up. And now, I'm reading a folktale. Now, you had a dog learn how to bring you a file rather than just chew through the ropes. I mean, she helped because she does just kind of chew on things. Yeah, she's very, that is her core competency. Uh, so I, like, I would still be filing away for another week or so if she hadn't helped, but it Yeah, this is very thick. This is like sailor's rope. <laughs> this is, uh, this here's boat rope. I'm going to be stuck here a while. And just to to make sure that I didn't have any interference, um, I did orchestrate uh, an airship mission for Grimoire Highland, so he is out for today. Just get him out of the house. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that there could be no interference. I'm not entirely sure where his allegiance lies vis-a-vis <laughs> Final Fantasy readings. I mean, he seems into it. He did get several names. Yeah, so I don't trust him to not stop me from doing this. So he's off on an airship mission. Uh, I brought Gordy back in because I want a little bit of normalcy. 
Thank you, Gordy, for returning to us. And you're tied up, Tyler, and you don't get to control this one. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Thank you, Gordy, the most normal one. <laughs> I'm not tied to anything. Yeah. Um, nobody Gordy's knows tied where, to the wind. Nobody knows where I live. I <laughs> would like to... Can we go back and do like a little bit of Final Fantasy VI? No, why? Or you Gordy, can just listen you to traitor. it. Um, we did them. Okay, but like, look, we'll circ- we'll circle back to this. We can do we can do a f- a folklore, yeah, and see how that goes down. Gordy, I have a suggestion. What's this? If you just want to listen to the episodes we did and react as if you were there, I'll re-edit it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that seems yeah, it seems like a good thing to stream. <laughs> also, also maybe, boy, I I would feel I would feel bad making you go back. <laughs> and, and, and recut that because that sounds like I've had to do mm-hmm. enough enough editing that that sounds like a huge pain. Also, I have not been keeping the working files, so I would just have to Oof. edit off of the final. Because <laughs> once they go up, I delete them. There's no going back. It's a very crime waiver approach to this. My computer does not have the space for all those. Uh, Gordy, do you have a, a title this week? Sure don't. <laughs> all right just i'm just whatever i want to be yeah i've been enjoying um, that freedom nobody nobody can tie me down nobody can define me good old-fashioned american freedom except except for look i can't i can't really go places physically uh-huh. um and so and so this is how i need to express that <laughs> is by taking this is, is by Gordy's... taking my freedom in measured amounts where i can get it and, yeah, and right now it trip is to the haircut Right now, it is nobody defines me. Nobody puts me in a corner or a box, uh, except the box that is my apartment, which I cannot leave. Uh, well, my arms are tied to this chair now, so I cannot use the mouse to scroll to where the crime phrases are. So, unfortunately, I don't have one either. All right, we're going. We're going old school. Just reading a fairy tale. No gimmicks. <laughs> yeah. What if Back this one to- is just? What if this one is just straight up like? No, no fooling, no sarcasm, no funny stuff. Yeah, this is what if this one's just just straight down the barrel. It's very serious take of a very serious story. Episode one, we're bringing it back. Episode one, forget the last two hundred and fifty change. New new cycle, new season. (laughs) Um, go. We we're very we appreciate folklore from an extremely scholarly standpoint now. Scholar and knowledge and power only. You could say that we have become erudite. Yes. We have we have become we have become erudite. Now I want now I want this again. I want this right over the plate <laughs> with no stank on this ball. Please go. <laughs> all right, so we're going to Hawaii today because I think we all could use a vacation. Fuck, tickets to Hawaii are like so cheap right now. By the way. <laughs> Like I don't know, have we have we or do we need to under like address kind of like the, the ongoing world. situation? I think they get it. I mean, yeah. you certainly you know by now. Um, if you don't, unless um, you, this is the wicked wicked future, and you were born after this and are somehow <laughs> listening to this. If you are a very precocious toddler <laughs> slash infant. Who knows all about Final Fantasy and cuss words. And none about sickness 
or news. Yeah, d- didn't read history. Did read folklore podcast. I might <laughs> hang out with that kid. That sounds like it'd be an interesting infant. So yeah, we're taking the cheap tickets to Hawaii. Get out of our rut for a little bit. Uh, we haven't been here in quite a while. Um, I am reading today the story of Moe Moe. That is also a story about Po'o and about Kauhuhu, the shark god. And also about Moe Moe's son, the man who was bold in his wish. The man who was bold in his wish. Yes. Now, I know a thing or two about wishing. I also know a thing or two about boldness. Yeah, how bold are we talking? I mean, you'll find out eventually. I suppose that is the story. Yeah, that's kind of the whole point of <laughs> the telling of it. Uh, this is sourced from the book Legends of Hawaii by Piedrick Cullum, our good old Irish uh, folklorist mm-hmm. friend who we haven't heard from in a while. And this is suggested by no one because I too must express my freedoms. <laughs> and our library Read a was book getting from pretty the dusty. damn library. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is actually one one of the first books we got when we um, started the podcast from the old book nook down the street from our apartment, mm-hmm. the, the train apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this goes way back. So yeah, this one's uh, this one is a. Vengeance Part 1 for Final Fantasy. (laughs) So, let's go. Light it now. One cuckooing nut and another will burn along the string as I tell my stories. What now? This is the invocation. What is the very first word you said? Light it now. Light it now. Okay. Set a nut on fire. Got it. And then also (laughs) another one. Yep. Uh, Okay, I'm waiting. I'm doing it. Corey, okay, you got good. your nut? Uh, I got I got bo- I got two. One good. nut and then another nut that is on fire. <laughs> You're gonna need more. Uh, like string put them along a string. Uh, they'll like slowly burn along uh, as I tell my stories, and it's a good thing you brought so many nuts, because if you didn't get it from the multiple subtitles for this one, we're in for a ride. Um so, Maui, which is someone we, we know from at least Moana, but hopefully beyond <laughs> that, and Moe Moe were friends who lived at Kiaka. Uh, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing all of these correctly. But they were very different people. Uh, Maui the liked good, to do... The good thing about Hawaiian is that you just kind of sound out every letter. <laughs> yeah. Um... And you'll get close enough. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Uh, Maui liked to do traveling and mighty deeds, but Moe Moe just liked to sleep. That's my guy. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a mood for he's now. A very, he's a very relatable character. In fact, Moe Moe used to be called Opele. Fuck a great deed. I need a nap. <laughs> you know, great I mean, naps, in, these, in, these, in these troubling times, in these challenging times that we're in, mm-hmm. uh, staying in and sleeping is, in fact... A great, uh, a, deed. a great deed. Yeah, that's so the is, true heroism. So is ordering a lot of Asian takeout. Finally, I'm <laughs> contributing to society. I know. Like, like a year ago, it was problematic behavior, and now it's uh, widely lauded. Yeah, not all heroes wear capes. Some heroes wear snuggies. So. That has been maybe the most um, discomforting aspect of this ongoing pandemic is uh-huh. that I do feel like I have trained for this. <laughs> I, d- I mean, I mean, yes. And I, I don't have... know. I don't think that says great things about me as a person. I mean, I have, I have online 
I have inside hobbies and an online circle of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and Yoshi Sushi on speed dial. And, <laughs> and, and this training ground has proved very fruitful. <laughs> I've gotten way into Skyrim again. I'm building up like a new life for a new kitty. She's going to college and commuting from Riften because they don't provide dorm rooms. <laughs> yeah, it's I I am also very prepared for this. Um, so uh, Moe Moe got, was first called Opele, but he got his new name because no one before or since could sleep as much. So I assume that Moe Moe has something to do with sleeping. What a champion! Yeah, he could sleep a whole month easy, unrivaled. Like no no. No contest, whole month, no problem. None of this Rip Van bullshit. Yeah, just uh, a straight sleeping champ. Th- Again, right, right over the plate. I I appreciate that about this story. There's no <laughs> fucking funny business in here. Sleep for one month. I got it. <laughs> uh, thunderstorms would wake him, but if there wasn't a thunderstorm, he could probably sleep a whole year. Hell yeah. <laughs> He has one alarm clock, and it's this guy. One day he did decide to, like, switch it up a little bit and do a travel to find Maui, I guess. like To find a better place to sleep? He didn't get very far in his travels before he fell asleep by the road. Mm, the old fray bug. <laughs> yeah, that very much describes how our dog gets through the living room. Just army um, walked his way, or army <laughs> crawled his way down the road a bit, and then spluted. <laughs> Uh, while he was sleeping, water flowed down and covered him with pebbles and all kinds of, like, grass and shit. Uh, but not his nostrils, thankfully, so he could still breathe. And then a kukui nut fell into one of his nostrils, and it began <laughs> to grow, and it tickled him, and he woke up. During the, the growing process? Of the, the nut, yeah. How fast was it growing? Uh, probably normal fast, which is slow, because plants aren't <laughs> known for speed. Normal fast, also known as slow. <laughs> That's what it's. That's what it says on the big, the big d- dial in my car that I set. Just fast. fast. It's a lever that goes from fast to normal fast. Um, damn, my favorite pastime got interrupted by this stupid nut. He said, getting up to go find Maui. Yeah, yeah. Did he take it out or is he leaving it? I think he took it out. It was I annoying. well, you got to be. gonna grow now? You gotta be real careful about doing that. You could you could lodge that way farther in. You got a brain nut. <laughs> you could have you could have a brain nut, which which sounds good out of context. <laughs> I think like if someone said like I've got a real brain nut, I would say mm-hmm. hell yeah, keep on going, keep that energy flowing forward. <laughs> <laughs> um, he never did find Maui. Because uh, he got distracted by finding some woman he liked and getting married and settling down in her part of the country oh. instead. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> uh, this woman had a lot of land, so he went and worked on it, surprisingly not needing any more sleep for a while, and instead working day and night until the whole land was cleared and planted. And then he slept. Well, then he said, well, I need to go visit my own country, because it did kind of, like, leave a lot of unfinished business, having gotten distracted by this whole marriage and so he, he played Animal thing. Crossing for a bit and then remembered he had shit to do. Yeah, he, he played Animal Crossing and he's like, ah, oh, damn, my actual chores. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he tells her if something should happen to prevent him from coming home and if she should have a child, she should name 
a girl after herself, whatever name that is, because we don't have it yet. Uh, and if she has a boy, he should be called Kalealea. Kalealea, sorry, Kalealea. And his wife's like, yeah, cool, whatever, and he leaves. Uh, but he does get sleepy on his way. And he falls asleep for eight or ten days, who keeps track, when two men came along and carried him off to a canoe. Uh, these two men had been sent out to find someone who they could be si- who they could sacrifice to one of the gods in the temple, and they were really pleased to find someone who's not going to give them any trouble at all. Uh, <laughs> so they brought him to the island of Kauai. We brought all this rope for nothing. Yeah, like, this guy combed himself. Uh, Moe Moe didn't wake up during the whole trip, and they got him all ready for sacrificing, and then they had the wait to wait for the right hour. Because I guess the gods are really particular about their mealtimes. They also use time dot is. Yeah. <laughs> well, a thunderstorm brewed up during that hour, uh, and that woke Moa Moa, who saw that he was surrounded by a sacrificial pig and bananas and fish and stuff and kind of put two and two together. Uh, he also saw the, the dudes hanging out with a spear between them a little ways away, and one of them was telling this story that is now the story that the story is becoming. What? So, what? Uh, we got a story within a story situation. So here is the story that the dudes in this story are telling no, we each are, other. We are three layers deep. We're one layer deep, right? Yes, now. we're well, going to get. We're going to well, get three layers. Well, no, deep. there's well, there's the top. There's the top layer, which is the old, presumably old woman with her flaming nuts. Uh huh. Oh and then, yeah, I and then about there, nut and then woman. there is story with Maui Maui and this guy. Well, there's a layer above it because Carmen is telling us all. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, yes, if you want it, and then, and then, of course, we're Carmen is telling us about an old woman who's telling us about a sleeping man who is being told about by another man who knows his life story. C- correct. I think. Uh, no, like... this guy, this guy's going to tell a story about something completely unrelated. Well, really, there's another layer in there because we're reading this from a book, which is told <laughs> from the old woman. Yeah. So we're, so so I'm we're really reading at it like from five. Padrak, and Padrak is reading about the old woman. The old woman's <laughs> reading about Maui Maui, and Maui Maui is listening to a story about Kamalo. <laughs> Kamalo is our new character. But um, wasn't the wasn't the man telling the story about Maui Maui? No, the man, Maui Maui uh, Moe. It's Moe Moe. Oh, sorry, Moe. It woke up in like a pile of sacrificial shit. Looks over and he hears this dude telling a new story. A new story. Gotcha. Yeah. I thought you were saying no, that we has... were catching up in time to a story being told about the events that were happening. No, no, no. Those mm. events happened. Now we're going to have story time for Moe Moe. It's a real shame because I was excited to hear an old man retell everything that Moe Moe did as he did it. Um. Do I need to remember who Moe Moe and the other one are? Yeah, they're coming back. They are coming back. Okay, yeah, so just so but... just put a pause on them, but don't delete them yet. I'm impressed that you remembered the nut lady, because I certainly did not. I didn't remember the nut lady. I remember lady, so. every is... nut lady I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> this is a vital service Gordy provides this podcast, is remembering the nut ladies. Um, all right, so this is a story about Kamalo. Kamalo was taking a pig to the cavern of the shark god Kauhuhu, where no man had ever returned alive. How about pigs, though? uh, Probably no pigs, either. Maybe one. Maybe, like, one really wily pig. (laughs) King of the pigs. He was when he came back. (laughs) 
<laughs> like you're our rifle king, wily pig. Um, he so... found a truffle in a stone. <laughs> the once and future pig must be a a hard ass snout. <laughs> Excuse me, a hard anus snout. I'm trying to I'm trying to call Clean things up your like st- well no t- again just straight across the plate it's not yeah. really an ass it's an anus we're throwing fastballs ah, and so i think and so that was a little slippery over the plate and i just i just think no more quirves yeah no more no more quirves it is it is a hard a hard anus snout <laughs> that, that must have snooted down into that rock um, so Kamalo came to the cavern where the shark god lives, and the shark god's watchmen, Mo'o and Waka, told him, Hey, buddy, get out of here. <laughs> You're really lucky our boss is out right now, so like, count your blessings. Get on out of here before he gets back. Uh, Kamalo refused, and he put his pig down, and the watchman uh, responded to this by running back and forth, begging him to go, which is... A delightful bit of uh, physical comedy if this were a filmed version of the story. Uh, but Kamalo said, no, I, I have to talk to the shark god, even if he eats me for it. And Waka's like, damn it, it's too late. The boss man's back. Go hide so he doesn't eat you. Tie up the pig and he might just go to sleep later and then you can get away while he's taking a nap. Everyone takes a nap. This is worse than the story I wrote when I was eight, where everyone <laughs> slept at all points. It's a good way to keep track of your characters and make sure, like, <clears throat> there's no loose ends. Hygiene. Yeah. No, I don't even care about their sleep hygiene. I just care about, like, it's a good way to just, like, focus on what you want the plot to be because there's no possible way anyone could interrupt the events because they're all asleep. I You don't have to consider their motivations. I do like that <laughs> conception that everybody's kind of right there where I can keep an eye on them. <laughs> yeah. There is You wake again, them up when you need them to contribute to the plot and then you put them back to sleep when they're yeah, done. There is there Yeah, it's is like no, a dollhouse. There is no funny business about that. It's like being a lifeguard and watching three old people play <laughs> frisbee in the shallow end. Like I can keep an eye on all of you. Nobody nobody's moving. Nobody's doing anything dangerous. You wish that your Monday was that as a lifeguard. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, it is a lot it is after a, lot a weekend bender, you just want three <laughs> old folks in the shallow end. Yeah. Just just having a good old toss around with a frisbee after getting absolutely blitzed. You just gotta watch out for Agatha because she likes to do headstands. Uh the watchman tied the pig up and covered it with seaweed. Just the best way to hide anything. And uh, Kamalo hid behind a rock. Eight waves rolled into the cavern, and on the, the eighth one, the shark god came in out of the ocean and transformed himself into the shape of a man, but taller and broader than two men, and with the tattooed lines of a shark's open mouth on his back between the shoulder blades. It's intimidating. Yeah. He begins to sniff and say, I smell a man. A man. The watchmen resume their practice of just kind of running around wildly, trying to get him to give up the search. <laughs> so, they're mm-hmm. my favorite characters in this. <laughs> when the pig squealed outside. Yeah, they're a regular Biggs and Wedge. <laughs> he, shut up, Tyler. <laughs> this isn't your time. <laughs> uh, he ordered them to bring it in, and he says, A pig? Then there's definitely a man here, so where is he? Uh, the watchmen fearfully point at the rock where Kamalo is hiding, and the shark god reaches behind with two hands and picks the man up from the rock like a kitten. <laughs> After all that flailing, they just give him right up. Yeah. Man, I will eat you, the shark god greeted him. 
Yeah, <laughs> not, a, not a greeting, but go on. I mean, greeted him was my my personal uh, touch on this one because that's Unless... a good way to sit, to introduce yourself to somebody after picking them up like a kitten from behind a rock. Unless that person's into that, in which case that would be welcome. Yeah. Um, so Kamalo said, well, I brought you a pig, so maybe don't. And his boldness impressed the shark man. And he says, hey, why are you here? <laughs> uh, so Kamalo says, uh, Hoo, you may be a shark, but you are also a god. And I need vengeance on a cruel king and a wicked people. And is Kau he a Hoo- shark first or a god first? I think he is shark first, then god. Shark, god. That's how that goes. You don't, mm. you're not, a, you don't have a god shark. I wish you I did. have a shark god. Yeah. God I have shark a god father and a god mother. <laughs> I'd love a god shark. <laughs> that would set me for life, I think. Uh, so Kauhuhu uh, agreed that he is, in fact, a shark and a god, and now he needs proof that these people deserve vengeance. And if they do, he'll definitely perform it. And if not, he's going to eat Kamalo for wasting his fucking time. <laughs> so now we enter a story within the story within the story within the story. No. This is what Kamalo tells the shark god. <laughs> I. Okay. We're very. This is the Inception tale. We're very deep. <laughs> um. It's going to be like. I don't. I'm already forgetting what has happened. So it's. I think it's just going to be a, kind of a nice surprise coming back up through the layers <laughs> and remembering <laughs> that all these people were there. When you get the kick. Um, so the king of the land where Kamalo lives owns a drum that he had brought from Kahiki. This is the cruel king that deserves the vengeance of a shark gun. God, he owns a drum. He does, and that is a crime. He will not let anyone hit the drum but him. Very selfish. Did not learn his lesson as a kid. He even made a sacred enclosure for the drum so that no one is allowed into it to touch his drum. We have here the the setting for Step Brothers, I think. The Will Ferrell comedy. Uh, He is a cruel king, and he is so (laughs) cruel that his people are also cruel because the kind and gentle ones fled away and those who've remained have become harder and harder so now people don't even get angry at even the worst things the king does which sounds a little bit like current political situation here um i kamala wish i'd also fled but i had two kids and nowhere to take them uh i was the king's canoe maker and my kids were friends with his kids and would go play with him with them sometimes one day I was at work looking for a canoe tree, and my kids went toward the king's house, uh, but the king's kids weren't out, so they just played with each other outside of the special drum house, occasionally stopping to look at the cool-ass drum, not knowing that the king is secretly watching them to see what they would do. So we have Before two... we get too deep into this, okay. I just want to recenter myself. What we are listening to right now, at this moment, right, is a yes. story being told by a character in a story that was being told at a human sacrifice. Yes. Why? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> for what for what purpose, I guess is like the question, huh? Yeah, what why is the story of this story being told at a human sacrifice? That's a good question. Maybe um, we'll find out. Maybe. I mean, I'm not <laughs> optimistic. Gordy is a wise man. (laughs) On that on that point, so I'd kind of rather just nail something down now. (laughs) I mean, they're just kind of passing the time. It's not until the human sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah, 
It's their opening act before the human sacrifice. And within the story, within the story, within the story, within the story, uh, we have two kids playing outside of a drum house. Mm -hmm. And some king, I don't know, hiding in the bushes watching the kids. Did he get lost? Probably. I don't, like, don't you have king business? Don't you have better things to do? making the best of it now. Then watch your drum. Don't you have people in charge of watching your drum? You should probably put people in charge of watching your drum if you give a shit about your drum that hard. I mean, you know what they say about if you want something done right, you gotta do it yourself. So this is like the king's leaving the governance of his people to other people, and he doesn't the give a damn about the, the governance. Drum. Yeah, but he does give a damn about the drum. Uh, so kids will be kids, and they do go inside, and they break the law, and they hit the drum very, very softly. But the king hears it, and he sneaks up onto the enclosure. So the boys looked up to see him, staring with eyes as hard as I, Kamalo, have ever seen them, and cruel lips as he calls for his executioner, who kills the kids in the drum room. All this happened while I was in the forest. So okay. this man's story is not adding up. Because how, how could he know how hard the eyes were if he was in the forest and did not witness them? And the witnesses are dead. The king told him later, or he's just doing a little, f- like, embellishment for flair. Uh, a curveball, um, you say. Uh, when I came back into the canoe storage place where all the canoes are kept, uh, and like just kind of admired some of my good work, I did notice a hand stretched out underneath one of the canoes. I stooped down to find the two bodies of my sons that had just been like placed there for me to find, because this king is kind of an asshole. Cool. Um, and I knew they'd been executed, and I guess apparently psychically figured out why and how. So I left, and on my my way home, I ran across many men, and I told them what happened to my kids. And they were like, yeah, dude, that's how our king works. Who gives a <laughs> shit? That's how drum do. That's what he does. Like, where have you been? Uh, so I went home, and I tried to think who could help me do a vengeance, because obviously none of these assholes are going to help me do a vengeance. And I thought of you, and here I am with a pig. <laughs> and we're all cut up. So the pig is a gift. Yeah. Pig is a gift to the shark or god, rather, who's just a payment for the hit that he's taking out. <laughs> yeah, it's the Dark Brotherhood sacrament <laughs> for a shark god. So at this point, Moe Moe interrupts the story by getting up, like I guess getting bored, getting up, startling the two men, grabbing the spear that they had between them, and going home to his wife. So okay, they did not even <laughs> secure the human sacrifice. No, he was asleep. They didn't. They figured it was it was chill. Yeah. So are we never going to hear the conclusion to the story within the story? Man, who knows? He just left. He just leaves. He, he interrupts. He took the a story. weapon and he left. We don't okay. know what the shark god thinks about all this. Um, we're back I to our. I didn't want to know. <laughs> If we're being honest. Yeah, if I'm being really honest with everybody. My um, my voice may sound incredulous now, but in a week's time I will not care or remember. <laughs> I mean is it isn't isn't that isn't that the way you get you get so much perspective in these in these troubling times. Like, does um, this matter? No. About about what matters, and it's not what the shark god remembers or said <laughs> or th- or thinks. Um, so, uh, Moe Moe left the long spear with the shark tooth edge in his, in the house, and he told his wife he had to go out again, and if anything happens to him, and they happen to have a son, give him the spear so that I will recognize him, 
And also make sure you give him that name I said the last time I left. Uh, and away he goes, but not very far. He just goes out to work on the fields. So it's quite a quite a goodbye speech for just like a day's work that he's been doing. <laughs> well, you never know. He works so hard that his wife's brother, Popo Loao, and his uh, wife's servant, Po'o, are astonished at the amount of work he is doing. And then he did have a son, but on the night of his son's birth, he took a nap. And in typical fashion, this nap lasted for 20 days. And the wife, the brother, and the servant, who um, hadn't been acquainted with his sleeping habits, because since he got married to her, he's like just done a, a shitload of field work, and then he disappeared for a while. Uh, they think he's dead. <laughs> uh, so Are they not used to this? No, they're not, because when, when he married his wife, he didn't need sleep anymore for a while. Uh, he just plowed the fields. Probably figuratively and literally. Without ever sleeping? Yeah, he did it day or night. And then he was like, I'm going to go on a trip. And then he went like 10 feet out of the house and took a nap on the road and got taken to human sacrifice (laughs) land. So she's never seen his nap habits. Okay, well. And this is what happens when you get married before dating. I was I was gonna say they needed to go on a on a (laughs) on a few more dates, maybe, and spend some time together. Yeah, like if you don't. If you don't get to know the person before you marry them, then they might potentially nap for 20 days, and you'll think that they're dead, when it's just normal. Uh, anyway, they need to throw him into the ocean, because that's the best thing to do when you got a corpse. Um, so after chucking him into the sea, the wife's brother and her servant go to their respective homes. The wife's name, we now learn, is Kale Ko'o Ka'lau'e. Uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. continue referring to her as the wife... Um, and so now let's learn a strange story about her, her brother, and her servant. While Moe Moe floats off to sea. (laughs) After they left the body, even though I did just say they went home, the servant and brother actually went to the mountains to get timber for the roofing of the house. Oh. (laughs) So, scratch that. This is what they're doing instead. I have a way better idea. (laughs) They're gonna go do this. (laughs) Far from home... Um, they got far from home and the night was dark and rainy. The servant wanted to go back to their house, uh, and the brother said, nah, it's shitty out here, let's just stay in a cave and wait out the storm. So they go into a cave that no one had been into before. They lit a fire, they saw some fearful things in the cave, not specified what, shrugged it off, and go to sleep. In the middle of the night, the, uh, the wife's brother is startled by something, wakes up, and he sees that the fire is burning Po'o's feet. He calls him, but the servant won't wake up. So he goes to him, he tries to rouse him, and there's no response. The fire goes further up his body. The brother tries to lift him, but cannot stir him. The fire burns up to his neck, and the brother's like, fuck this, leaves him, and runs out of the cave toward a hill. He hears a voice calling to him, wait till I come to you, and we'll go home together. And he looks back to see Po'o's head, with fire streaming out of it, rumbling toward him. So he runs to the valley, and the head rolls down the hill after him. He looks back and he sees this head just kind of like rolling with tongues of fire shooting out of it. Tongues or tons? Tongues. Like the little flickering. Little, little licky flame boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, licky flame boys, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he raced through many villages. He reached the plain and he could hardly go any further. It just so happened that a wizard was on a stroll with his friends on the plane. <laughs> Love it when that happens. <laughs> when wizards what? just go, you for just a run walk. into a fellowship of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>... 
And the wizard said to his friends, An unexpected journey in the middle of happening. (laughs) Hey, do you see that person coming toward us? If he reaches us before he's caught, he'll be saved. If he doesn't, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. So Popolo Al came running up to them, so he is safe. The head doesn't come any nearer to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, he told the wizard everything that had happened to him. Uh, So they go home to his sister... And he tells her, hey, hey, sister, uh, your servant, Po'o, you know, the the good one you like, uh, he's now just ahead and just so much fire. So much fire coming out of it. Funny thing. uh, My bad. And then the wizard comes in and says, hey, I came over because you might get burned. That head's going to come here. Uh, don't ask it to come into the house. Like, I know you've been raised to be polite and you just, like, ask flaming head monsters to come in and have a cup of tea or whatever, but This don't. is a fantastic time for an exception. <laughs> you will be in its power if you do that. So don't go outside when it tells you, and don't send your child to the flaming head monster. Those are all <laughs> bad ideas. <laughs> I mean, that's a... that's. A, I don't want to say it, it goes unsaid, because let's just... Let's just play it safe. Kids yeah. are gonna go to the Burning Man if they want to. Kids do candy, want to go to Burning know. Man. The kids I do hear. want to go to Burning Man. Yeah. I don't personally understand the drive, but I want to go to my idea of what Burning Man is, and not the reality that is a lot more drugs than that. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna know when this head is near when you hear a whistle outside, so that's handy. Uh, when you hear that, that's like the. Uh, the tornado warning on your phone. Go ahead to a corner of your house. Keep very still. Uh, when it comes, the outside's going to get very bright. And when it comes inside, everything in here is going to get very bright. So that's how you keep track of fire. Uh, so in the middle of the night, she wakes up to hear a whistle. And she goes to the corner. A voice asks her to come out. She says, no, it's it's raining outside. And the voice says, it's it's not, though. And then it pauses for a while and says, Hey, send me your kid. I have some bananas. Kid likes bananas. And she says, No, he's asleep. It's the middle of the night. You freak. So the head comes inside, but the woman had hidden and couldn't be found. So she had built up her Skyrim sneak ability quite a bit. Uh, So the wizard uh, snuck in and took her outside and closed the door. And I assume the kid is also involved in this somehow. They don't no, they were asleep, remember? Yeah, I think the woman had the baby or whatever. Mm-mm. Sleeping. <laughs> All sleeping. Uh, and a whole Can everybody people... go back to sleep in this story for a minute? <laughs> I, need a, I need a head count of where everybody is. <laughs> Moa Moa is in the ocean. The two dudes telling a story are spearless by the sacrifice place. Uh, woman and her baby are with the wizard outside of the house. Head is in the house. That's seems like it doesn't really belong there, though. It is still human-sized, yes? I, I assume so. I thought it was real big. <laughs> yeah, I've been <laughs> imagining it as boulder-sized. <laughs> Me too. I, well, I've been imagining, like, a regular human head on top of a fire body. Uh-huh. But it could also be a human head that's just, like, rocketing flames out behind That is what it. I have been picturing. Yeah. Like, I, I have just, been picturing, just, like, the Zelda enemy. Jet but flames it is, coming out of the neck hole. Yeah, I, I think it's regular human head size, because it, it is Po'o's head. Yeah. I don't, yeah, it, there's no reason it should have gotten bigger. I've right. just been picturing it as bigger. So they have a bunch of people outside uh, who 
block up the door to keep in this head uh, who they know is a weird cave demon that stole Poe. They, they just stole his body and possessed mm-hmm. him. Uh, the fire burst out in the house. They hear 12 loud sounds, unspecified what they are. Then the head shatters. <laughs> let's and... name them. Okay. Yeah, let's 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 round robin however the spirit moves you. Just figure out what these 12... I, I Everybody hate... gets four sounds. Go. I hate that they said that they specified like a number of sounds and not what they are. Right, they're just loud. Yeah, but like, there are 12 of them. You have some idea what they are. You know there's 12. Are they bangs? Are they booms? Um, What four loud sounds do you want to hear? uh, I want to hear the loud sound um, of a a cart crashing into a ditch. Okay. That four times, or? Is that multiple sounds? Are we going, are we taking turns? Oh, we're round robining, you're right. Okay. Okay, so we start with cart crash. Yep. After that, big old chalkboard screech. Okay. Uh, after that, one of Freybug's There's Something Outside barks. Uh, I think I want that head to, like, make a... I want it to make a sound it shouldn't. I want it to make a, to make a fart noise. <laughs> big, big loud fart, okay. Yeah. Uh, a moo. Uh, drop the bass. <laughs> An unpleasant sucking. <laughs> uh, geese honk. Uh, fire engine siren. Um, I want the uh, the audio from all three Godfather movies played at like 100x <laughs> speed. I was going to go with something similar. I was going to say that. <laughs> well, I was going to I was going to go with the tried and true meme of the B movie going at a hundred times speed. But instead, yeah, yeah. I, I also was thinking B movie. <laughs> instead, I will just simply go with Wilhelm scream. Yeah, it's a good okay. <laughs> That's a sure, good one, it's, yeah. it's free. It's you're leaving money on the table if you don't use it. Uh, and uh, Fibber McGee's closet noises. Great. All the stuff coming out of a closet. I don't know what that one is. Uh, Fibber McGee's closet is like a, a closet that's always full, so when you open it, just all kinds of random shit falls down. So it's just like a cascade of, of belongings Detroit. falling onto the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it ends. Um, so I'm glad we figured that out. <laughs> I think if you heard those 12 noises in succession, <laughs> what doctor would you go to? <laughs> Uh, I am so, editing this episode, so I can certainly try and put them all together. Okay, in I mean, succession. Good, I mean, good luck with the three Godfather movies. I, I, to make, I this, might just do the Godfather trailers. I could get those um, pretty easily. Yeah, <laughs> do the do the trailers just... sped to to a speed that works for the bit. <laughs> we're, we're making concessions for art now. I mean, that's that's the reality, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Sometimes art requires limitation.
Well, after hearing those exact 12 sounds, uh, the head shattered and nothing was ever seen of it. And that's the weird thing about Poe. You know, just so you know. A big fart and then he died. <laughs> anyway, now let's talk about Moe Moe. Uh, actually, let's talk about his son. So the son grew up with a stepfather because mom got married again. Uh, the stepfather is not always nice to him, so he's fine. I'm going to go find my real dad. <laughs> and his mom, probably exasperated, probably for the hundredth time, says he's dead and in the ocean. And the boy says, well, maybe he isn't, though, so I'm going to take the spear and go find him. Uh, so when Moe Moe had been flung into the sea, he had gone down to the bottom and was still asleep, even when fish bit him and salt entered his skin. Which sounds uncomfortable. Uh, the only thing that could wake him up was a thunderstorm, and so when that happened, he went to the surface and he swam to the shore. So now he's bald with scraped up skin, and he crawled to a pig pen and laid down in it. Then he crawled to another place. Also not specified. <laughs> just... Uh. <laughs> after just... after covered in pig muds. Yeah. Is it a bathtub that he crawled to? <laughs> Toward one. Uh, <laughs> wherever he went, a wizard found him. He was like, oh, you poor thing, and gave a him di- medicine. A different wizard? An additional wizard? I'm going to say yes, because it wasn't the wizard that found him. It was a wizard that found him. Mm, what Saruman. is... Mm-hmm. Can we, can we, what does wizard mean in this context exactly? I am not sure. Um, I could look up Hawaiian wizards. Because I don't think, I don't think it's a Gandalf. It's probably not a Gandalf. I'm pretty I feel sure like that's your a... top Google results for that are going to be like some boardwalk bullshit. Uh, it's a lot of flowers and uh, a hoodie that says Hawaiian wizard. <laughs> I mean, well, that's, that sounds like a good buy, though. How much is that hoodie? That is simple enough qualifications. <laughs> it's from therevar.com. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know Me that. Me neither. Distributor. Uh, there are apparently wizard stones on, on Waikiki. I think Padrick was, uh, or Padrick was translating from uh, the word kahuna. Okay. Uh, which... And went with wizard? Well, it's a Hawaiian word that is a respected person with moral yeah, authority it's... in a society. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which it's like priest, sorcerer, magician, wizard, minister, expert in any profession. Um, so yeah, he picked wizard out of those options. Um, so I feel like Kahuna who, speaks for itself. I mean, it kind of does now, except it's been appropriated by surf culture, so it sure. doesn't exactly mean the original meaning. Um, so there are two types of, like, two major categories of kahuna. Uh, craft kahunas, which are, like, experts in building or agriculture. And, or, uh, na- navigation, like, practical skills. And then sorcery kahuna, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more, like, uh, healing, shamanism. And then there are, like, different types of kahuna, of sorcery kahuna, like, divination, um, sending spirits to cause an illness, evil sorcery, uh, studying natural signs, uh, catching spirits and forcing it to do their bidding, and medicinal healing. So, yeah, uh, he, he took his, uh, I guess, Irish perspective on this and was like, well, these are wizards now. So, it's, uh, Kahuna Saruman that we're dealing <laughs> with here. Uh, so just a little bit of, like, you know, since we're, we're not doing any jokes anymore, just playing this straight, um, uh, mm-hmm. That's 
that's the history there. Good clarification. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the son of Moe Moe is sitting with a spear in his hand, watching a dude plant taro like a creeper. Uh, so while he's watching this guy, two guys come by and they recognize the spear that the son is holding because it used to be their spear. They're the ones who had planned a human sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember how one was telling a story that got interrupted? Yeah. Um, they're like, hey, Which that one? looks like this. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> hey, that looks like the spear we had when we were doing that human sacrifice and you were telling the story, remember? We never did hear the end of the story. I would love to hear it now. Oh, I'd like, love to hear it now. Like a decade and a half later. So let's do that. So we're back in that story. Great. Uh, so after the shark god had heard the story of the asshole king who executed kids, he told Kama Lo to go back to the king's country and live there. But, you know, while he's doing normal shit over there, secretly put together an awesome offering of black pigs and white fowl and red fish. Very specific. When the new moon comes, take this offering to the temple enclosure and stay there until you see a cloud coming over the mountains of Lanai. When you see that cloud... Leave in your canoe to the sea. Get on out of there. After the shark god had finished these instructions, he just lays down and goes to sleep. That, so, is, far, uh, that is not a very exciting conclusion. Yeah. I, after I all imagine, that build up. Now, he never... He, he picked this man up from behind a rock with yeah. two hands. So I imagine him just, like, holding him like you hold a baby up. Under the armpits. Well, with two hands. Like, holding <laughs> Under. one... Under the armpits to make it dance. <laughs> yeah, under the armpits. And uh, he, and the guy told him this whole story with his feet just kind of dangling. Yeah. And then this guy gave these instructions into this man's face, set him down, and took a nap. Uh, anyway, Kamala goes and does what he's told. Uh, so when the new moon comes, he brings his offering to the temple, and he watches for the cloud. And he hears the king beating on that drum to summon all his people to i guess a cool drum circle check know. it out uh but he ignores the it's summons drum o'clock. and continues watching the mountain people gather at the house the king's house and the drum beats louder but kamalo stays put he sees a speck of a cloud over the mountains and he waits to see if that's in fact the prophesied cloud coming toward him and then once it's like oh yeah that is very clearly a cloud he runs to the beach ignoring all the crowds of people calling for him to come hang out with this cool drum gets in his canoe and he looks back to see the end of a rainbow resting on the temple enclosure which is the shark god setting a guard on the offering he'd left saying hey no one no one take these pigs i want them after i'm done here (laughs) okay yes Uh, So the cloud was coming nearer, getting bigger and darker. Kamalo paddled beyond the reef, figuring maybe time to put some distance between himself and whatever's happening here. And when he's far out to sea, a fearful storm covers the land and breaks all the trees and floods the rivers and sweeps all of the king's men out to the ocean. And the king also. What about the drum, though? Kamalo saw the red-covered drum of the king float by him, and thus ended the king and his people, and that spear that this kid here is holding right now in current timeline is the only thing that ever came out of that kingdom. So the drum's Only. Yeah, the drum's in the ocean somewhere. Only thing to ever come out of that kingdom. We gotta go find it. Get James Cameron on the phone. Uh, So we're back in current time. Uh... Where Kalale, which is uh, Moe Moe's son, if you forgot, 
speaks up and says, Hey guys, yeah, this is the spear that you carried because my dad was Moe Moe and here at the beginning of that story and he told it to my mom and she told it to me. It's a bedtime story, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's so... a bitchin' bedtime story. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it's cool to have heard the end of it after anyway, all these Anyway, everybody drowns at the end. Go to bed. <laughs> they get. Well, she didn't get... know that part. Nah, she they get knew... drinked up by the ocean. The only part that the mom knew was that a man was telling a story while being held like an infant toddler by a shark god. <laughs> but she didn't know the end of the story that the man was telling like a toddler? No, because we just now heard it a, a couple decades after the original. That's an even worse bedtime story then, because <laughs> there's no closure. Right. And then your dad decided he, he was told done. told the story and they will never know how it ends. Good night. <laughs> your dad left in the middle of it and that's all we have <laughs> that and this spear so he's like yeah and i'm looking for my dad now and the men are like well cool the man that we almost sacrificed is nearby we recognized him he's like all's cool now i guess he's that dude planting taro down there like you couldn't have guessed uh so kalea calls out to the man planting taro and says hey your taro rows are crooked is the first words he shares with his dad. Uh, the man looks at his rows and he starts straightening them, straightening them, but no matter what he does, the boy says, hey, they're, they're still crooked. So after a long fight with planting rows of plant, which is not a small task, uh, Moe Moe is like, man, I've been doing this for a while and it, I never planted crooked before, but now I can't seem to get these straight. And then he looks up and he shouts, hey boy, whose offspring are you? <laughs> Which is kind of what I want to yell at children when they enter our yard now. Whomst nutted you? <laughs> I mean, and Whomst, wait, nutted as in the the nuts at the beginning of the story? Yep. No, no, no. no. Yeah? No, 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 who, no, no. who nutted no. you? Like who, like who story, who set you on fire? You got no, it. No, While no, they told no, a story. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the birds and the bees, Gordy. What about them? It's the nutting. The nutting is the bee nutting. They can't fuck each other. <laughs> the nuts. The nuts or birds and bees. <laughs> I mean, it's worth... If they worth, did, it would be terrifying. It's worth pointing out, surely not for the first time, that those species are not compatible sexually. As we all know, bees can only fuck humans. Thank you, Jerry Seinfeld. Yes, Jerry Seinfeld. Knew, sorry, that was... Th- Tyler, there was stank on that ball. I need you to. This is not. Stop trying to do, stop trying to do comedy. I need it straight. What you need a you need a dry read of that thing I just said. Yeah, I need a I need a I need a dry read. <clears throat> Let me channel Ben Stein, the unfunniest man alive. <laughs> As we all know, bees can only fuck humans. Thank you, Jerry Seinfeld. That sounded very science. I appreciate it. How serious Thank you, it was. Jerry Seinfeld. You could hear my glasses. <laughs> yeah, I could. They like forming on your face as you said that. <laughs> so, uh, whose offspring are you? And he shouts, yours! And then he gives his name and he waves his spear. And they're reunited and they go to his dad's house. Yeah, everything's good. Is that, um, is that it? <laughs> so, uh, light some more kukui nuts. Because I gotta tell you about this kid now. How many more nuts, though? Like, four. Um, so this kid, uh, Kalelea, 
is also known as the man who was bold in his wish. I remember from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So long ago. <laughs> um, so he grew up to be a fisherman. You don't want to plant tarot or whatever his wishes. dad was doing. Yeah. And he had a house with another man named Keino. Or me as about their collective fish wish. Or as I came to think of him, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, their house was lit up when all of their houses were dark because they light strings of cuckoo nuts and people would wonder, what's being done in that house that's so lit up with those <laughs> two men living there? What are they doing over there? <laughs> nuts uh, go in, fire comes out, I can't understand it. What happens in between? Uh, so here's the nightly ritual of these two roommates. Uh, when they came into their house, they'd keep the nuts lit, and then they'd lie down on their mats and look up at the roof. Uh, Kaleolea would look up at the gable end, and Keino or Keanu Reeves would look at the other, watching mice run along the ridge pole. Because so it's good entertainment. It's like having a are TV they, in your bedroom, but the are TV is Are they just smoking mice. out these mice? They're just watching them. Yeah, but smoke rises. I mean, maybe. Up I don't to where know. the mice is. I've never lit a cuckoo uh, nut, so I don't know. I mean, it seems... How smoky. It, yeah, I mean, the way they're describing it, it sounds like uh, the cool string lights that you hang up in your dorm rooms. Certainly, but these produce smoke. I hope you understand that. <laughs> probably. I don't know. If there's Not some... probably. They are on fire. <laughs> yeah, but I don't Certainly know how they produce it. Yeah, but I don't know how much smoke. <laughs> is it enough to... I mean, is smoke it enough... Smoke a mouse? <laughs> to smoke a mouse? <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know. Like, for food? Or to smoke it out of a hole. Yeah, um, whatever. I mean, one begets the other. So they're watching mice running along a ridge pole because there's no Netflix yet. And one would say to the other, well, here we are. Two dudes awake in a house full of light. So let's watch the mice run and each tell each other our wishes. Uh, so Keanu Reeves would say, I wish we could sleep until the first crowing of a cock and then wake up, pull up some roots for fish bait, catch ourselves an eel, cook it, eat it till we're full, then light the nuts, lay down, look at the ceiling, watch the mice, and tell our wishes. And wish the same thing again. Yep. Until um, I die. <laughs> I like this routine. Ah, the simple times. <laughs> I wish it would continue. Uh, Kalelea would say, well, that's a wish, I guess, but it's not a very manly one, so check these Let cool wishes out. Let me show you out. how to boldly wish. Here's some Word. beefy wishes for you. I like beef wishes. I don't like <laughs> that it... I don't like the manly thing yeah don't. A, yeah you don't need toxic masculinity wishes we don't need to gender these these wishes anybody <laughs> can wish for anything really you can wish to watch mice you can wish to pump iron it, it doesn't matter what anybody can make a beef wish you can wish to fish an eel you could um babies do it maybe <laughs> wait babies fish eels or wish for it <laughs> <laughs> babies wish for that let me show you a real wish though how <laughs> not these baby wishes how would a how would a genie parse um a baby wish. The, the various kind of sounds that a baby makes <laughs> perhaps the drippings that a baby makes into a wish um is that like i don't know that anybody has ever covered this because usually you have to like state state your wish mm-hmm. in words but what if you can't do that boss baby three baby makes a wish yeah maybe babies are the natural enemy of genies <laughs> boss baby boss baby three uh 
the the boss baby finds a lamp worth ten thousand wishes. I appreciate that we are skipping Boss Baby too. There is was there, one, I think, to get to the real meat. There's is the there, TV there, show. Is there that counts? It's all yeah. That's, that's a sequel. Yeah, that is Boss Baby too. I mean, it's Boss Baby <laughs> content, you know. And let's mm-hmm. let's just call it like it is. But yeah, I, I like I like this thought that babies might be natural predators of genies. <laughs> but why why would it be a predator? Because <laughs> well, I don't it maybe feeds genies on their magic. Yeah, genies can't really, they don't survive if they're not granting wishes. Um, wouldn't that and be... they cannot possibly they, parse they... the wish of an infant. Yeah. So would that mean that they just remain, like, in the service of the infant? I mean, for for, for a number of years until the infant learns to talk. Mm-hmm. Right. But if that infant is frozen in time somehow... <laughs> then, then, yeah, that's a bad then day we've, for Then a we've got a real pickle on our hands. <laughs> Yeah, no, genies are just, like, trapped in infant servitude. Because infants, will, like, babies touch everything. They'll rub mm-hmm. their, their hands and faces on whatever. So one crawls its way up to a lamp, and it rubs its mm. sticky little fingers all over it. And that genie is stuck there till the kid wants to talk. Now, luckily, kids want a lot of things. So once that kid is able to vocalize its wishes, mm-hmm. uh, it will probably, like just want cookie and then no not that one and that's two wishes right there so like they get out of it really quick but they've got this long starvation period where they are in fact wrapped up in a contract with an infant and they can't retire to their their lamps until the contract is fulfilled anyway (laughs) that's That's enough about babies and genies, neither of which appear in these tales. <laughs> um, so Kalelea uh, gives his cool beef wish, and he says, I wish that we can eat King Kakuhihewa's dogs that bite the faces Why? of the people. Why eat them, though? Just wish that they didn't. I just, I want to eat some dogs, I guess. I'm a cool hero of this story. I also wish that we could eat the fat fish of his ponds. Now, fat fish. Now we're talking. (laughs) And I wish that when we eat everything belonging to him... To the fish? (laughs) To the king. Oh, to the king, yes. That the king himself... Everything he owns. His castle, (laughs) or his house, his his family, his everything. His golds... (laughs) Eat just it. serve it on up. Eat it all up. Yum yum. Well, when we finish eating everything belonging to him, I wish the king may prepare the drink for us, bring it to us, and put his own cups to our cups to our lips. I don't want to hold my own cup. I want this man to drink for me in my mouth. And when we've eaten and drunken, I wish the king would send for his two daughters, and have them brought in, and have each of them marry one of us, and then and we'll then, eat them, and then build a house. Uh, and then each couple will live in a separate house because I'm sick of living with you, Keanu. Uh, built for them. <laughs> Your and... dumb wishes for babies. Yeah, that's my wish, and I want you to know it. But every time he told this wish, wish which was every freaking night, Keanu Reeves would pull the man over his face and say, "No, not that wish. Never let it pass your lips again. We'll get killed on account of that wish." This is a very passive-aggressive wish, too. Mm. Yeah. I wish to eat this king's stuff, have him hold a cup to my lips, and marry his kids. So I never have to see you again. (laughs) Specifically. 
Now this aforementioned king was currently doing a war against uh, another king named Pyu Nui. Unsurprising. Uh, and the king had won nothing in this war so far, and it was feeling really bummed out. Like, two of them are playing Smash Brothers all weekend, and it keeps losing. He's real sad about it. In a yeah, bitchy mood. Yeah, that would from make it. you salty. Yeah. Uh, his watchman had often seen the light of the house of the two fishermen, and one day told the king about it. I'm like, hey, I know you're you're mad about losing all those games, Smash Brothers, but here's a fun story about a house that keeps its lights on all night. That's weird, right? Anyway. Um, so the king's like, alright, I'm gonna send a spy to see what's going on over there. <laughs> it's just like, a little bit of a surveillance of my own people. Who would do that? No one. Um, so the spy goes and hangs out at outside the house and hears the wish to eat all the king's dogs and fish and marry his daughters. And he sticks his dagger in the entrance of the house to let the, the fishermen know that a king's servant had been there and heard them before he goes and sneaks off into the night. <laughs> I like all the passive aggressiveness in this tale. Uh, the spy goes back to the king and he interrupts them talking about like important war shit to tell the king that there's like, the idle chatter of these two fishermen. Because that's important. Uh, but the king, like all kings, is mostly concerned with what's in front of him right now. So he is angry to hear this and he thinks he's being mocked because he doesn't do war good. He's lost every Smash Brothers game. Um, so he asks the counselor if he should maybe go do a slaying. Maybe I just, like, kill these fishermen. Then I'll win against them. For therapy? Yeah. <laughs> to feel better? Yeah. Does he? The counselor tells him, no, nah, don't do that. How about you just give them their wish? Because if anyone can help you win a war, it's that fucking weirdo who wants to eat your dogs. <laughs> yeah. Known, <laughs> That's a man. Known Not for their advice. war prowess. <laughs> the fisherman who wants to eat your dogs is yeah. the exact man we need to win a war. I bet there's some overlap there. Yeah, maybe. Inability. If you're, yeah, if you're crazy enough to want to eat another man's dogs, then yeah, you probably don't have a lot of inhibitions keeping you back from destroying <laughs> a war. Yeah. And the counselor reminds the king that he has a wish, too, to win the whole island for himself. So what's a few dogs and fish for that? True. And daughters, I guess. They don't matter. No. Never have. <laughs> so the king's like... Alright, fine, I won't kill them. I'll, I'll let them eat all my animals and have my daughters instead. <laughs> that sounds reasonable. <laughs> uh, so Keanu Reeves wakes up first that morning and he sees the dagger in the door and he's like, Oh shit, oh shit, it's happening. Everything I feared is happening. Uh, but Kalele didn't even bother to get up to check the door in response to his roommate's panic. Uh, Keanu Reeves sees people coming from the king and he assumes that that's, that's their death. That's their death, leaving the king's castle or mm. house or hut or whatever, wherever he's living. Um, but it's just the servants going to cut some timbers to build houses to fulfill the wishes of these two people. Later on, sh soldiers come with spears to their house and Keanu's like, oh shit, oh fuck, for real now. <laughs> um, but Kalelea was like, eh, keep your eye on them. Let me know if they do anything cool. And then he gets up and he picks up his club that he has. I don't know what happened to that spear. Not important. Um, <laughs> he goes outside to meet the soldiers and they say, Hey, we came to bring you to the king. Kalea doesn't say anything. Just turns around 
He hits his house with the club and turns it to timber. So no going back. Yep. <laughs> it just it it lumbers. It it turns to timber. He so hits like it, a heap. Yeah, he hits like a it pile to, a club of and, neat logs. Yeah, it's, it's now just well, it's timbers. It's just I don't know. No, it's little neat, splinter it's sticks. Ne- neat logs. Like in a video game. That's I mean that's what I'm imagining. Like you hit it and it just kind of like pops into a resource that you can stick in an inventory. Yeah, it's, sure. Sounds good. Um, so to Keanu Reeves' surprise, he and Kalilea are put into a litter and carried on the shoulders of these soldiers to the king where they're fed the dogs and the hogs and the fish and the drink and all the other stuff. And they get married and they're given a house that was built in a single day. So it's probably not a house up to code, but they did get a house. So technically wish fulfilled. Uh, Kalilea is not seen much after that. He stays in the house, probably banging his new wife. Uh, but Keanu was around all the time, and he got made into an officer and sent into war, and he won a victory every day, because he's very good at Smash Brothers, but he couldn't stop the war from continuing. Um, Kalele kind of sad that he doesn't get his wish, just because the other guy got his. Yeah, I know. Why are these mutually exclusive wishes? He just wanted to catch some eels and watch the mice. It's the simple life. Now he's off to war, killing people and getting PTSD. It's amazing how quickly it can change. <laughs> um, Kalea stayed in the house all day with his wife. He didn't get any cool helmets or feather capes, um, which is what Keanu got. Um, Keanu was known around the land as a great man, and Kalea was never spoken of, except probably like under breath as that lazy dude who the king just gave a daughter for no reason. <laughs> What's up with that? Because he was a crazy person. <laughs> Uh, still the war waged, but after the first cockscrow every day, some dude would show up with a club and do battle with the enemy army, kill all of them, and gather their capes and helmets, and then run off. Just, like, take one set of troops at a time, I guess. Uh, so slowly over time, the other army and the war chiefs are disappearing into this man's club. No one is sure who this dude is. The king thinks it's probably Keanu. <laughs> That sounds like a Keanu Reeves thing to do. It does. On the morning that the last of the great fighting chiefs was killed, the other king gives his lands to our king, and also somebody sees the mystery club man running away and throws a spear at him, hitting his wrist. as a hooked spear, so it is stuck in there and it's not likely to get out easy. Uh, the king wants to reward Keanu Reeves, as he probably should. Why uh, wouldn't you? Yeah. And he also wants to get rid of the lazy Kalilea. And everyone's I feel like, like, in some way, we all do. Want to reward Keanu Reeves? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, in a very like tangible way. I wish, I wish we would. And everyone's like, "Yay, Keanu won the war!" Except <laughs> Yay. for the, <laughs> except for the counselor and the watchman who had thrown the spear, because they both think that someone else is responsible for the major victories. Counselor <laughs> advises the king to bring all of his people together. Women, babies, everybody. Um, so everybody gathers, except for those that fell down and couldn't get up again. So that's just a fun detail. <laughs> we got a life alert commercial going on on the sidelines of this. That's what a lot of these stories are missing, is native advertising. <laughs> I think I think we should explore this opportunity. If anybody wants us to, like, we'll do it, like, 
we'll weave it seamlessly into the story like we just did. Nobody will know that there's like a commercial for, I don't know, mo- like watches uh, in the middle of this fairy tale. Or yeah. for mattresses. This guy taking yeah. a nap, he did it on a camper. <laughs> Tyler, so can, Tyler can, bleep that out. They didn't pay a shit. <laughs> we can subliminally advertise I for want, you. And that is not uh, offered by many other podcasts. They'll interrupt whatever they're doing to tell you all about the same thing. But we will weave it into a story and maybe it'll be positive. They'll we'll say, let's take a break. And then there's music and then who, there's a bad reading. And who even wants to listen to all that? By the time the story's over, you will have purchased a mattress the thing you and the thing about that you did it the thing about that is like you can skip the commercial section you don't know when to skip a native ad <laughs> you're just in it so that's our nefarious plot for 2020 uh someone give us money for that don't buy until <laughs> they pay us <laughs> um see the genius is that they don't know which mattress because i i have bleeped the, all of those oh is- but I, I will leave the word mattress, so you know but it for is you, a mattress. But for you mattress people listening, and I, and I know you are, because you listen to basically every podcast that there is. You have a um, whole crew of people whose job or is to you listen have an to all the podcasts. I just, yeah, I just want you to think about what you could be getting here. Imagine that we're saying your name every time. <laughs> um, anyway. And how just fucking horny that makes you. We're saying your us. name. Every time, dimes on the dollar. <laughs> uh, after the life alert ad, the counselor asks if everyone's there, and the king says, yeah, everyone except that lazy asshole who takes after his sleeping father. The counselor says, well, make sure he comes here, too. Like, I meant everybody, except for those people who fell and couldn't get up. Life alert. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kalelea comes. He and Keanu look at each other. I don't know what this look signifies. If it's betrayal, if it's is it a loving hey case? brother, is it man? I wish that we could have uh, like been brave enough to live our true selves and uh, stay fishermen on the beach in our house together, or what it is, or if it's like that on Keanu's side and dude, I I got a hot chick on Kalelea's side. I don't know. You guys fanfic this up. Um, <laughs> the Watchman recognizes the the guy he threw a spear at and makes a sign to the counselor mm-hmm. and the counselor tells the king go search this man's house so they do and they find like piles of feather capes and helmets which i'm sure made the wife very happy and it's like just something to pile around the floor and trip over um and the watchman points out the spear in his arm and so they know it's him and not Keanu, who actually won the war. And he's made chief officer, and Keanu serves underneath him. So Keanu doesn't get punished or anything. He just doesn't get all the accolades. At least. Yeah. I mean, it's better than other stories that just kind of randomly punish the other guy. It's true. Uh, Eventually, Kalelea becomes king, because of course he does the end. To which story, though? All of them. Oh, they all kind of (laughs) just... They all peter just out into sla- that. Just <laughs> kind of take a collective dump into the same toilet <laughs> all at once, and then it's over. Yeah. Uh, so we have we have a lot going on here. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> so did this? Did this give you the same feeling that I get when I listen to Final Fantasy, Tyler? Just like too many names, too much switching up what's happening. Yeah. That was my goal. I mean, 
At least in Final Fantasy, it's a straight line. It's not. It is. A, it, it starts at one place and it ends in the other. This one did too. It starts with no, the sleeping no, man no. and it ends this with his one, son being king. This one had breaks in between which story we were even listening to. <laughs> it did. It did. It did do that. It did go back and forth a couple times. I I don't. I mean, I like the a lot of the visuals that showed up in the shark god interlude. Mm-hmm. But it all seemed to like lead up to the and this is why the spear is here. But then this guy got a Which club in the second half. Like it, the, the spear doesn't matter except as I don't know a, a dog tag for <laughs> Moe Moe to recognize his own kid. That's it. I wish that this, if I were to make one change, it'd be that the spear happened instead of the club, and that there's something special about the fucking spear. <laughs> it's not just a spear that happened to be the one thing that didn't burn up and get um, swept out to the ocean. Just connective tissue. Yeah. The spear, we need to make it more special. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think it needs like an origin point. To I think. Uh, tie the whole <clears throat> thing together. I think that the spear is the only spear that can f- actually fall in love. <laughs> I like that. I was going to say that it needs to come from Maui somehow, just to kind of, like, Moe Moe and Maui are friends, and that matters only so far as Moe Moe decides to go, like, out to find Maui at some point and then takes a nap and then gets sidetracked by boobs. <laughs> so if like Maui told him about this cool spear that he wants him to have or mm-hmm. something, uh, so he could still get sidetracked. I think that's a really cool character trait for a hero. This is just like massive nap attacks and ADD. <laughs> both kind of working against him but he he does sort of accidentally stumble into still doing the thing that he's supposed to do yeah i like that dynamic but i mean like the spear needs to be planted in the beginning a chekhov spear yeah why does this dude get all the credit for any (laughs) time anybody sees anything i'm 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 tired of like i don't know stroking this like this old Boys nuts. <laughs> Cordy's sudden aggression against Anton Chekhov. I don't know. He gets who like by it's all al- accounts was a pretty chill dude. It's it's always Chekhov's anything, but it's not. It's Maui's. <laughs> or somebody's. It's just the principle. Why is he, everything a Schrodinger? Yeah, it, I mean it, I mean exactly. Why are we why are we consolidating power for ideas when we should be dispersing it? <laughs> Chekhov wrote like one play, I think. He wrote a lot of things. He wrote one. And it's called The Cherry Orchard. <laughs> I think he wrote more than one play. A I lot think, of his writing I think that is that was it. Very difficult. Like it was very difficult for me to read his plays because the characters refer to each other by different names than they are referred to by the script. Oh, like this fucking thing that we just read. <laughs> no, like Final Fantasy. Um. I'm not willing to follow you into this space. He wrote the one play, and it's called The Cherry Orchard. Anyway, yeah, that would be my my one big change to this, because the spear would actually make that story more interesting, and maybe have the spear appear in the story about the shark god. Like, as a shark-tooth spear, maybe the shark god gave the spear to this guy, 
Maybe this guy needs to have a little bit more agency than, like, just dumping pigs in a temple and then watching things happen. Like, I gotta do something with the spear. I don't know. The spear, I think, needs to be important. The spear needs work. Because then, then if the spear is important in the shark god story and this story, then there's a fucking reason to take the sidetrack into the shark god story. I like the shark god story. It could just be its own thing, not interrupted by the flaming head story. Did you remember that one? I did. It was my favorite part. <laughs> I like Personally. the flaming heads. Yeah, like a ghost story in the middle of all this. It, it very much read like a, a yokai tale. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a spear. Maybe the spear is what gets the, the vanquishes the fire demon too. Get it all tied together. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it, it'd be like a good through line if it was like there's one dang cool spear. The story of a spear. It, yeah, it the is spear that could love. The spear. <laughs> the spear that felt love. The spear that felt love and is in every story and killed what the big head and the shark man and it, and it kissed. Maui right on the face <laughs> and then at the end it was it was at the human sacrifice and it did the sacrifice to the man it loved lovingly loving lovingly um and that's and that's why this spear deserves oh, yeah. everyone's we respect <laughs> we don't know who the human sacrifice was for so if we like clarified that a little bit it was for the spear it was for the spear want... to find love yeah the spear the is spear the god the spear. that's that's the <laughs> my yeah. That's the big twist, and um, all the stuff with uh, Moe Moe and the sun and everything. All of it is like it's like when you fatten up a a pig for a, a big feast. Yeah. That's what the spear's doing with this boy, and in the end, uh, Kalelea becomes king, but he also becomes sacrifice to the spear, and that's the big twist. Becomes king. Then yeah, then the spear is the king. The spear is, the spear is the king. It's got like some glasses taped onto the front. And it's just it's re- it's really good, and everybody everybody's really excited. I think that's a, a good strategy for telling an anthology kind of thing is to have that that one through line. So like if you were going to turn this into a film, like this whole folktale into a film having that spear play a much bigger role sort of connects all the disconnected ghost head and shark god tissue so the spear is the real hero yes agree and that's how we fix this thanks jerry seinfeld thanks jerry seinfeld thanks jerry seinfeld (laughs) for teaching us about bee love (laughs) i'm tied to this chair i can't end this episode i forget how to end an episode um what if we just did it like it's over. Well, I gotta thank people. Well, I mean, th- yeah, thank you to everybody. Um, yeah, thank you. Well, first, thank you, Jerry Seinfeld, because that's how we started. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Jerry Seinfeld again. Uh, thank you to Grimoire Highwind for falling so easily for my trick quest. Thank you, Freybug, for the file. Thank you, Cricket, for your awesome ropes tying skills. Thank you, Gordy, for coming back. Uh, thank you, Patrick, for Saruman Wizard. <laughs> Saruman Kahuna. <laughs> Alright. That's the last of our fake gratitude. Here's the real stuff. Uh, thank you for for all of you who have been listening to this. I hope you're staying safe and healthy and far away from other humans. <laughs> um, 
thank you to all of our patrons for like making a really cool space for us to hang out with and feel less lonely during this time um, and for helping each other and for all your cool like uh, fashion contests and things that you're running just to kind of keep everyone entertained and showering which is an important thing to remember in these dark <laughs> times <laughs> uh, thank you to our top tier patrons Maya, Katarina, Spaghetto uh, we're skipping that one uh, Lovelace, Roe, Teresa, Kula Funky Little Strawberry, Izzy, Dave and my day the good China came ten a penny help, Rachel, I'm trapped in a podcast Cobus Cat, Lemur, Angela Cole who will catch Tyler and destroy Kevin Caitlin, Alex, Little Smorgasbord Danielle, Wyatt, Soapy Faye, Kelty Olwyn, Queen of Terrible Taste, Allie, McGregor Nathan the Scott, Yowie Yowie Link, April, DPRCM, The Day Dude, Pyrus, High Listus of Wimbus, Grace Ambassador of the Good Wimbus, Very Fast Incorporated, Jeremiah, WT Folklore, but it's Haley, Hidden Jester, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Jenna, Jen, Heather, High Meality of Cult of Cricket. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you. Who? Doug. <laughs> I don't remember Doug. I don't know a Doug. Gordy. Gordy, it's the Doug. The Doug. Doug Funny? No, the Doug. Doug Funny. The penultimate Doug. Thank you, Doug Funny. From from the great Nickelodeon show, Doug? Was that on Nickelodeon? Doug, don't listen to this. Doug. Yeah, Doug. Doug Funny. Turn, turn Gordy from your your great eye. Doug, we're sorry. Um, Doug T. It we'll was, bring him yeah. back into the fold. It was it was on was on Nickelodeon. Man. <laughs> Doug, strike you where you stand, Gordy. <laughs> You blasphemer. Oh, oh, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, Gordy. Doug. Oh, Doug. Doug with an O, with an O-U-G. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know, yeah. I know who you Unlike, unlike D-U-G funny. Yeah. From Nickelodeon. Unlike Dig Doug funny. Right. We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. this has been what the folklore thanks for listening to our show if you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.